Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of College Football Sunday. I'm Steve, with me always is Taz. What's up family? Alright, alright. We're here doing our second part of the Pac-12 preview show. This one we're going to do the Pac-12 South. Um, I'll go ahead and get it started. Get it started. This this is what you want to talk about anyway. You talked about <laughs> this. Going to get it out of the way. Okay. I got a big beef with the Pac-12. I don't care what nobody says and ain't nobody going to change my mind. True. But... I cannot stand the Friday night games the Pac-12 plays. Okay, explain yourself. I don't. I mean, one, most of the time it's on a short week. The Pac-12 has pretty much killed themselves by bigger teams getting knocked off on the road because it's usually the road team that loses, and it's usually the better team going on the road. And the Pac-12 thinks that, oh, yeah, it's just a great idea, so that way someone will tune in and watch our games. Can't stand them. What's wrong with having a TV all to yourself? No. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But I just, I no. They've, they've cost themselves so much over the years on bigger teams losing these games on the road. And then at the end of the year, you look at, oh, is this a game that the team potentially could have made the conference championship game, but they lost this game or the playoff and they lost this game. I mean, I just, ever since whenever USC went up to Oregon State on a Friday night and got knocked off, I want to say it was a number three team. And that was either like 2008, 2009 when they went up there, right before the end of the Pete Carroll era. And ever since then, it's been a horrible decision. I mean, not just because USC lost that game, but it's just been a horrible decision because they put their big games and their big teams. If you want to play the two bottom feeders on a Friday night, Cool, but no, I, I, I no. <laughs> now you think some of this? I'm, I'm just asking. Some of this is conference doing, or is something collected with the conference and the schools saying, okay, we'll do this Friday night game? Because I'm thinking like if, if the schools are thinking like you are and say, hey man, we don't like Friday night games, yeah, that they should have some type of feedback and say, hey. We don't want to play on Friday night. Oh, no. I've, I've read articles where the teams have came out and said that we right. we don't want to play these games. Okay. And Patch Wells like, well, we play so late, we need visibility. Well, that's not my fault you want to play an 8 o'clock game on the West Coast and you're upset that someone on the East Coast can't see it. Right. And you can play that game at 4 o'clock on the West Coast and you can compete with the other teams at 7, 8 o'clock on the East Coast. Right. Instead of playing, oh, let's play Friday night. No, I'm not. I'm not in high school. I'm in college, big time yeah. college. I'm playing yeah. on Saturday. Right, right. I mean, I see there's pros and cons with both. I understand part, to add to your complaint. When you're having games on Friday night, I think less high school students, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just saying because if you, you're talking about hosting officials on campus. Well, no, nah, I ain't even really worried about no, that. No, I'm, I'm just saying the pros and cons. I think it would be a con. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's pros and cons. That's what I'm saying. high school. Friday yeah, night they're, is high they're school playing football. on Friday night, so you can't host official visits, you know, if it's a big game. I'm just saying, if it's a big game for your school, just say Oregon State's hosting a USC or Oregon. Yeah. You know, which that, that next game probably normally at the end, but if it's a USC game, you know, something like that, which is a bigger game for you to host at your home, right. and if it's on a Friday night. 
Well, you're not hosting official visitors for that game because most likely they're probably playing on Friday nights. Yeah, you know, exactly. so you lose out on probably hosting a big game. I mean, a good recruiting weekend. But then again, I mean, I understand the 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 commissioner side of it saying, you know, we want to be seen. You know, <laughs> because think about it. How often do you step to, to watch on the East Coast to watch a West Coast game at nine o'clock or ten o'clock at night? Who, me or you, regular? No, no, people? no, you. Oh, me? No, yeah. I shoot from noon till two in the morning. I'm watching college football on Saturday, but I'm I'm different. Yeah, but most people aren't a, watching on the East Coast. They're not watching the nine, ten o'clock. See, that's the thing. Yeah. See, I'm I'm a game. football addict. You know, I have to make an admitment. So I, so I get it to get certain games shown on a Friday night. Cause they, do they even play some Thursday night games? Yeah, even on oh, well, yeah, and we'll get to that in our game. Yeah. Watch too, and yeah. I'm gonna tell y'all to watch out for a game because that's a game that one of their bigger teams could slip and fall because they're playing on a Thursday night. Hey, anytime, anywhere. That's all I'm saying. No. Anytime, anywhere <laughs> on Saturday, Anytime not anywhere. on Friday. It, We're not in the MAC. Yeah, but then the, you, you to to their defense, also you have a TV deal. If the TV deal or, or the TV, whoever that, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> see, look, look you trying to sell, you can't even no, sell. No, no, I'm just saying yeah. if they if they're saying, hey, we want to play you on this on this day or this night. I mean, that's what you have to deal with. This nah, time you go find a local high school team, you can watch that game on Friday night. Hey, but yeah, I mean, it's pros and cons to it. Nah, but, I don't see no pros. Yeah, the pros, the pros to it is uh, you and the uh, as far as the coaching staff and the players, they're off on Saturdays. What, so we to get watch to, other teams. Yeah, we scout our next team. We got an extra day. We can scout them. Yeah, you get an extra day, but most of the time you get one day less to prepare. Yeah, and as a big team, I want to see the better teams playing at the full of their advantage. And with that, that other team maybe they're gonna be playing a short week as well. See, I, I knew you was gonna go there. Okay, I knew it. Okay, no, 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 they get the same amount of time as you do. It's not like I'm the see, only one that have a short week. They have a short week off. So, see, I knew you were gonna go there, and I'm waiting for you to go there. I'm there. No, that don't matter. That don't matter. I'm saying it's an even playing field. Like I said, because they only really set the. I mean, they set the teams years in advance for non-conference right. and all that, right. but. They don't set the schedule until earlier before the season starts. Hey, these are the money so, guys making the decision. Yeah, and I think, like I said, that's cool. If if you can project our two bottom feeders and you want to play them on a Friday night, hell, you can play them on a Tuesday night. I don't care because it's not going to affect anything. I think the Pac-12 has hindered themselves by doing this. Yeah, some. But I mean, think about how, how, how good have those teams been, though. I mean, overall as a Pac-12, it hadn't been like a dominating league to where, you know, you can predict when a team's going to be good or bad. All right, let me ask you this: I play devil's advocate, shoot, and I love this because we've had this discussion before. Yeah. <laughs> Is Alabama going to play Tennessee on a Friday night? No, I mean, okay, hold on. This, this is a yes or no question. Will Ohio State play Michigan State on a Friday night? No. Okay. 
Well, then why saying, we gotta do it out out west? But I'm just because is, of the time zone difference. The time zone because old part people of don't want to stay up and but watch. But that's a big part of it. The East Coast, even if you play a twelve o'clock game on this right here, uh, and, and they do play some twelve, but normally they, they're playing three thirty yeah. and later. Yeah, for the most part. So why can't on the okay? So if it's three thirty, if it's three thirty on this side, it's what three thirty two thirty twelve thirty. Yeah, so, so it's a new kickoff. You get more viewers. No, then play at eight o'clock Eastern. That's they're three eight, hours seven, behind. Six. That's a five o'clock kickoff. Yeah, but they're three What's hours behind that? us. But if you play, but five we're not three kickoff, hours behind them. We're three hours ahead, ahead of them. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, why couldn't I have these two teams play eight o'clock Eastern? Which is five o'clock Pacific. Right. Why can't why can they not kick off at five o'clock Pacific? They could. I would I mean that that's see, a, I think that's a Pac twelve issue. Yeah, that's an issue with their they're deciding because you yeah. decide on when you play your games and all that stuff right there. Yeah. But and then you can put a Lord to your team because but at the same time, you know, on Saturdays. I'm I'm, I'm only talking Saturdays. You wanna be fair to, you know, fan bases also. Well, you wanna yeah. mix it up. That I, but I, I get mean, that. Every game is on every station now. So it's not like you're... I mean, yes, you're competing for quote-unquote TV time. Yeah. But you're not competing for viewership. You, you know what I'm saying? Viewership. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you can watch any game on any channel, some channel. Yeah. You can. Pretty, pretty I think much. the 10, 11 o'clock games, that's your Mountain West games. Yeah. You know, that's the games when... I remember when LaDainian Tomlinson, when he was in the WAC. Mm-hmm. That's how I knew about him was because he played the late night game because TCU was in the whack, so they right. always play super late. Right, and I love watching the late night games because, like I said, I watch college football from noon till two o'clock in the morning whenever it's done. Right, and it gave him a window to be seen, even though TCU was in Texas, they still play the late night game because they was because of the conference they was in because they played on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't get. Why does the Pac-12 feel like, oh, we can't play? We need to play our games later than 5 p.m. on yeah. the West Coast. I, I mean, I can get it if they're if they're shooting for East Coast viewership because that's just the TV. It's, yeah. It's oh yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. East Coast viewership and even Central, maybe some Midwest stuff. Because you think, I mean, the East Coast fanatics, mm-hmm. they're, they're up before. But I'm just gonna set this time set. Yeah. Probably from college game day. Yeah. What, 9 o'clock? Uh, yeah, 9, 8 o'clock. 9 o'clock? Yeah. So probably, do you talking about 11, 12 o'clock at night? Yeah, college football usually ends about 2 in the morning but, on yeah. Saturday. But I'm, but, but I'm just so. saying as far as East Coast games, not even Oh, no, including. East Coast games? No, they're done by probably about 11.30, about 11 maybe 12. Depending on what the 8 o'clock game So you're talking is about from 9 ABC. in the morning to 12 at night. Yeah. You've been zoned in. Yeah. Watching football all day. Yeah. And, and this game's you, just starting. Yeah, now you got a 10 30 game on yeah. the West Coast. And it, nah, it's not likely I'm oh, going to no, stay man. up and get amped up about that. I'm like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm different. You're amped up. <laughs> but, but for those people that have been watching, this is, these are just the viewers that's been watching on television. Yeah. These are the viewers that you look that you're probably gonna get that's actually been to a game that's tailgated that went to a twelve o'clock noon game that's oh, probably got yeah. there like Eight, seven, eight in the morning. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if you're out tailgating, putting back some adult beverages, <laughs> like, having dude, a good old time. No, you ain't gonna make it to the eight o'clock game. <laughs> exactly. You're not gonna be up to watch a game that's gonna start this late. But most of the people who 
that make the decisions, the beat writers, the AP and stuff like that, they're they're not out tailgating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean your local new the media people who do the polls or even the college football playoff committee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. I, I think they do a bad a bad job. In, I, I mean, they do a good job overall because that's a really hard job. But I think they do a bad job in not explaining to the fans and everything that, no, just because they play late at night doesn't mean they're not a good team. You know, because a lot of people don't react. It's so funny. Like me, I'm a, I believe in the AP poll. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in the coaches poll because the coaches poll ain't filled out by coaches. They're filled out by quality control, interns, the office lady who answers the phone for the head coach. That's who fills out their top 25. The AP, I try to put a little more weight in. It upsets me that a lot of people in the AP don't stay up late enough. Mm -hmm. I think the college football committee does a good job because I've heard they've broken it up to where, you know, they break it down and everything else like that. But, and so I'll follow the AP until the college football playoff poll comes out i just i think the college football playoff needs to tell people hey you know just because they are playing late night there is good football and i don't know if they do i think they do a good job i don't know if they do a great job at executing it that but okay my thing would be okay to offset all of this is if you have two three teams you can do more, but at least two or three teams in the top 10, top 25. It even things out. I think it's... But that's the thing. What poll are we going by? Because if we go by the AP, like I was just saying, yeah. 80% of those poll writers that fill out the AP mm-hmm. poll is in the wait to watch that game. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but no, no, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking strictly viewership as far as people, uh, fans, outside of the voters. yeah. If you if those teams are ranked, it's not even a question about playing a late game or not. If you have a if you have a two top five teams, mm-hmm. you know that game automatically is going to be watched. Yeah. And if that team if those games are played later in the year, of course they're going to be watched. Why? Because it's going to affect these other teams. Oh yeah. Vying for you know playoff spots mm-hmm. or even bowl games. Yeah. You know, but if you if your teams aren't playing up to a standard, it's not going to matter when you play it. All right, so let me ask you this. When Utah plays USC this year, mm-hmm. if they're both doing good, right. whenever they meet, right. which, I mean, we can both pretty much assume they probably will, right. unless something happens, will they play that game at 1030? Or will they find some way on the West Coast to play that game at 5 o'clock? So they're on at eight o'clock on ABC. They may, but but See, it, then why not? But I'm that, saying, I don't, I don't it, get, if that if that game is, if they ain't gonna play it on Friday. My my <laughs> point is, it wouldn't it wouldn't really matter when they played it if they're both ranked. No, if they're both top ten, they would not put that game at ten thirty. The broadcasters wouldn't let them. No, but even but even if they put it at ten thirty, it'll it'll be watched by a lot of viewers. Because a because it's a meaningful game. No, I understand it. Yeah, no, it's a very meaningful it's gonna, game. It's going to be watched regardless. Yeah. Because now you know there's a possibility that if if they're in the top top Let's five. Say both in the top ten. Let's yeah. say that, top ten. Yeah, because you know now you know it's important because, you know, somebody's going to be knocked out the top ten. Oh, yeah, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I 100% agree yeah. with you. What I'm saying is I don't believe that 
ESPN or Fox or whoever's going to show that game mm-hmm. is going to put that game at 10.30. They're going to put that game at 8 o'clock, which means it's going to be 5 o'clock local and they're going to play it. Right. So that's what I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't get why we're going to play on Friday night. Well, if we want to need more viewership, then let's quit playing 8.30 games on the West Coast. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's that's my biggest complaint. I, I would rather play at 5 o'clock on the West Coast, which mm-hmm. is 8 o'clock Eastern, where if I am good or have a good game, you'll see me instead of you saying, no, I'm going to shorten your week by a day, and I'm going to make you play Friday night. Yeah. Because you're going to play Friday night at 5 o'clock because it's the 8 o'clock game on ESPN. Right. Now you're playing Friday at 5. Who is watching you on the West Coast? Well, not the West Coast. I mean, but you, well, what you lose on the West Coast, you pull on the other coast. Well, yeah, because no, there's nothing else is on. That's, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But those are your fans. Now you're screwing your fans. I mean, your fans, your fans will. I mean, whoever's it, high school brands probably. Well, to a extent, high school's Friday night, college football Saturday night. Yeah, but, but I this mean, is a big issue that the Pac-12 deals with. Yeah. How do you do schedule? Because you remember last, what was it last year, the COVID mm-hmm. year, they was talking about playing noon games East Coast, right? Nine a.m. kickoff on the West Coast, right? Oh no, right? I'm not playing a football game at nine a.m. on yeah, the West Coast. Yeah, I think Coast. they're just trying to to where they are. I mean, they're kind of. I don't think it's just all that. I think it's is one is I'm trying to kind of keep my my conference relevant because they hadn't had that one team. No, you know, to run the conference or two teams or three mm-hmm. teams, you know, because all of them, the parity has been so much in, in the conference. So we hadn't had that team. Like it, if USC was or Oregon or any of them, Cal or Stanford was dominating like or Washington, whoever in the past they dominated mm-hmm. and they're keeping that conference, you know, Constantly in the playoffs talks, yeah, or conference or championship talks, mm-hmm. then yeah, you, I wouldn't have to be maneuvering my schedule the way I do it. I think it's they're doing it because it's like, dude, we gotta kind of stay in the conversation. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? you stay in the conversation when the better team loses. Yeah, but we had, <laughs> yeah, but we hadn't really been in the conversation because they hadn't been in the playoffs, Mm-mm. you know, and and be in the playoff talks as far as recent years, so. That's I think that's their way of thinking of saying, man, we gotta do something. Yeah. You know. But once, like I said, once and it's crazy now, you're gonna need someone who's gonna continue who's gonna be in the conference after the changes are made. You know, because I think I don't I'm not pulling away from the Pac twelve talk. I'm just saying that once the move is made and then you have the teams that are in the you know the Pac twelve footprint. You don't have to mess with the times or anything. It's going to be watched regardless. Yeah, and that's a, <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that in the realignment because I mean that's what I'm saying. Me, that's a nightmare in itself. If you if you it have is. relevant teams, it don't matter what time you play them. Oh, it's going to get watched. Oh no, it'll get watched. But then you got I, I worry more for the team once this whole transition changes right. because. And like I said, we'll get in that in a realignment right. episode or whatever. Right. But yeah, that's that would be no way I'd want to travel four hours, change time zones for four hours because the team leaves the night before they can't get adapted. It's a noon kickoff in Rutgers, yeah. which is a nine a.m. kickoff back home. You just got in last night, and now you got to be ready at nine a.m. And it's it's a nightmare in that. But we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll get into that. But I mean, to your yeah. point though, yeah, I mean, I see it. 
as far as the time and you can leave it and all that stuff, it's just that I think they have a mindset of we need to kind of move things around a little bit to yeah. <laughs> stay in the talks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, they're going to stay in the talks. That's for but sure. But just win, baby. That's <laughs> it was just that easy. Just win. Just win. It well, let's, do it. let's agree to disagree. Just win. <laughs> we play the game to win. Yep. <laughs> win. Yep. I ain't playing Friday night. But, <laughs> all right, so let's go and break it down, these teams that we got for the Pac-12 South. And like I said, we do them in the order they finish. At the end of the episode, we'll talk about games to look forward to and the way that we predict that these teams are going to finish, and we'll make our conference championship predictions. True. So, our first team, Taz, we got here is Utah. Utah. The Utah Utes. Head by Kyle Willingham. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's held it down um, for, for a years. minute. For a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's kept them. He's one of the teams that's kind of stayed up top, even when, you know, the normals are up there. He's held it down since Urban Meyer left right. there. Think about that. Right. Think about that, everybody. That's what I'm saying. He, <laughs> that was Urban Meyer's D coordinator when he was at Utah with Alex Smith. Yeah, he just kept it stable. Yeah. You know? Great um, coach. Great coach. Great coach. But he just, he hadn't really been able to crack it in there. Yeah. You know, gotten close. Oh, he's gotten pretty pretty close. Gotten close. Yeah. yeah. But just hadn't been able to crack that playoffs. I don't know but, if maybe he's the best coach in the Pac-12 but he's the one I feel the most confident with staying the most stable. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been proven. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I said, I mean, you only have, I don't even know if you have a handful of coaches. Yeah. I mean, you have him, David Shaw. Yeah. That's this really been in the conference. Yeah. Will Cox has been there yeah. a couple of years. But, but I'm saying yeah. that's only a couple of years, but I mean yeah. long term. Yeah. Yeah, long term. Those two yeah. probably... Yeah, Kyle Winningham, I mean, he's one of the longest tenure coaches in yeah. college football right now. He's yeah. right there with our boy Mike Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> so, last year they finished 10-4, and four, and they had a heartbreaking loss in the Rose Bowl to Ohio State. Yeah, man. That was a back-and-forth game. Yeah, last second field goal at the end. Yeah. Won the game for them. Had a slow start last year. They started 1-2. and two. Lost at BYU and at San Diego State. Now, this is a different right here. Just that right there, what I told you right there. They finished 10-4, right? Mm-hmm. The last game they lost was a was a Rose Bowl game. So, they was 10-3 going to the Rose Bowl, right? Right. It was 1-2 and two after the first three games. Lost to BYU, which is a big rival with Utah. Yeah. Lost at San Diego State, too. Both of them on the road. Right. At that point, at one and two at a Utah at a Power Five school, they could have packed it up and folded in. I said, you know what? This year's shot, we're done. Easily could have packed it up. Yeah. But I mean, but where do you where do you go by just packing it in? You don't just. I mean, cause it's not like a video game; you just hit reset button. No, and that's the tell of a great coach. Yeah, is that Kyle Winningham kept them focused and said, "Hey, don't worry. Yeah, it sucks we lost those games. Yeah, but." We still got a lot to play for. Well, but to his to his point also, to keep him motivated, n- neither of those games were conference games. Yep, that's exactly. Now, if it. they were conference games, yeah. Well, I mean, you still don't pack it. You in. don't pack it in, <laughs> but I mean, you look at you look at your chances now. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. So from that point on, they end up going nine and one. Yeah. They turned it around. Won the division. Beat three ranked teams. They beat the brakes off of Oregon. Twice, yeah. yeah, 
And I really believe, like we talked in the past, if Crystal Ball didn't leave, he might have messed around and got fired. Right. Right. It was the way it was trending. Yeah. I mean, and it wasn't like, oh, they beat him close. Mm-hmm. No. 38-7. Oh, yeah. Time. Yeah, they handed it to him. 38-10 yeah. in the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, that's the thing that puzzles me. Is, you know, that's another story. Yeah. Another conference, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, they, I mean, that, to me, that's what makes Kyle Whittingham such a great coach. Like, right there, a lot of these schools, a lot of these teams, they would have packed it in. Oh, we're one and two. We ain't ranked no more. We ain't going to do nothing. And he stayed the course and got them all focused and kept them moving forward. Yeah, they still have something to play for, so. Oh, yeah. You know, like I mean, look said, at what they got coming back next year. Right. Yeah, six defensive starters. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think, you know, I think if they can shore that up a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Because, I mean, they have the offense, of course, that can play with anybody. Their defense, to be fair, I mean, of course, they play Ohio State, but Ohio State did have a couple weeks to get prepared for them. I mean, I don't think people understand how much that makes a difference. They just think, oh, the game's played. No, but if a team has a little time to prepare for you mm-hmm. and kind of pick up on certain tendencies and things like that, they can probably execute a little better. But week to week's a little different because you don't have much time. I mean, you can no. kind of scout them or whatever yeah. through, through the year. Whatever. I hope it works. Yeah, <laughs> but when you got – and we're not going to zone in on just you. Mm-hmm. You know, for a matter of weeks and kind of scheme for you, it can make a difference. So, yeah. But if you can shoot that defense a little bit, yeah, hopefully that was just a rarity in the bowl game. Yeah, I think so. Because if you look at it, even after that, they still end up only averaging giving up 22.6 points a game, right. which was 35th in the country. Right. And then you look at their offense that was 14th in the country last year, scoring 36.1. They mess around, they returned eight starters on offense, yeah. four of their top five receivers. Thousand yard running back and their quarterback that Cameron Rise in his back. Yeah, yeah, mobile. Yeah, and he played really well in that Rose Bowl game. He did, and the big boy too. He's mobile, man. I, yeah, I saw that. I didn't expect that. I mean, he kind of mm-hmm. outran the Ohio State defense. Yeah, I mean, he was that that kid can really play. Yeah. Well, that wraps up, Charles. Sure. So the next team we're going to talk about is Arizona State. Herm, um, uh, right now nobody. You you can't really give a prediction on this. I mean, you, well, you can, but you, you can't base it off of last year because they lost a lot of coaches. They lost players. There's a lot going on around the program talk. So hopefully he can kind of uh, keep the guys focused and not hear all the stuff from the man, outside. You ain't lying. Herm, that's my man. I, I like Herm. Oh, yeah, you predicted, man, years ago, this team right here. It was going to be a surprise team. And it was. And yeah. last year was supposed to have been the year they were supposed to win the division. Right. And that quarterback didn't work out quite as I thought they would. And a bunch of people started leaving. And <laughs> and the crazy part is, if you and you can't ignore the offseason because it was horrible offseason, mm-hmm. he went 8-5 and five last year. He has yeah. a winning record. I mean, he's not... It's not like he's going out here and laying an egg and not recruiting well, not winning games. Right. I mean, he's not winning to the level that they're expecting. But what hurt him was that offseason. Yeah, that that's huge, man. It's hard to come back. Because even if you – when you're replacing players like that, even get mm-hmm. transferred and things like that, chemistry's big. Oh, yeah. So you don't, you don't, you don't really know yet until you put it out there on the field. That um, and the coaches – I mean, almost all the coaches are gone. 
Yeah, but that's the thing because you don't know really the buy-in yet from the players. Mm-mm. You know, so it's it's going to be a week-to-week thing for them. And I think Kern will do have a good year. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I know a lot of people are doubting him and a lot of people are against him. And I think what really hurt him is, um, I don't know, he's a he's an NFL guy. Right. So NFL guys and NFL and the NFL – does things different now like they always say ignorance of the law is no excuse right. you know what i'm saying just because you don't know that you ain't supposed to do something stupid doesn't mean it ain't against the law but and then with the COVID thing and and you remember during the recruiting checking all that and everything there was a live period of dead period and it was a week and then it got cut to three days and then they moved it to this day and it wasn't that day you know and they had players on campus when they weren't supposed to be there yeah i mean they lost 17 players to the transfer portal they've lost pretty much their whole coaching staff they got a microscope on them from the ncaa right now and only got five returning starters total two on offense three on defense yeah yeah that's that's huge like i said you hopefully (laughs) the guys you brought in yeah. And uh, the coaches he brought in can have some type of buy-in. And he can try to get them just to focus on football. You know, the outside stuff, he's got to say, look, let me take that. Let me deal with that. Yeah, and I think he knows how to handle that. Yeah. Being and an it, NFL coach. Yeah, it's a challenge. I mean, to an extent, because, you know, you have social media. Oh, yeah. That stuff. You just try to keep Don't you guys. press sin. Yeah. And try to keep <laughs> you guys not focused on that stuff and what's yeah. going on around them. It's like, look, we strictly, we just want to, I want you guys to focus on this. I'll handle the other stuff. Don't don't yeah. worry about the rumors because there's, there's rumors about. Oh, of course. I mean, you, in, in podcasts. Yeah. You hear, oh, they should move on from her and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So you just try to got to get your guys focused on, um, focusing on uh, the task at hand. Not focusing on what you're hearing from the outside, yeah. and just play football because that can hinder your team. You know, listen, yeah. listen to the outsiders. Oh yeah, and it it sucks because Herm is dealing with a bunch of kids. Yep. I mean, and I don't mean it from. Let me finish what I'm saying. You know, is that he's dealing with a bunch of kids, and at the professional level where he's used to being, that's what you can tell the guys, and the guys understand that. Hey, we're in the season. No outside distractions. Right. Strictly business. It's business like we show up, we go to work, we do our job. Right. And I know college isn't the NFL or whatever, but I think it's easier to guide grown men mm-hmm. and NFL players to say, no, let's come together as a team. Let's shut everybody out from the outside. Mm-hmm. Let's focus just on football. And let's move forward and let's have a great year. And you've seen many a teams have turned that into winning Super Bowls. Right. And right. I mean, college is different, which I love, but I'm not going to give up on Herm. The thing I'm scared about is that Herm's going to have a short leash. And right. he's probably the best coach they've had at Arizona State for a minute. Right. I mean, the last time I remember Arizona <laughs> State being anything was when Jake Plummer we talked about in the last episode was a quarterback yeah Yeah. (laughs) and that was in the late 90s mid late 90s i mean he he brought a buzz i go play for him yeah i think i think i mean 
he knows he's been through stuff, probably not this in particular, but he's been through stuff adversity. So, Oh yeah. Um, he used to coast the jets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just trying to just keep things, man, is keeping the ship steady. Yeah. And I'm like, you said, you know, he, he can take on the yeah. outside. Yeah. Let me handle that. Yeah. You just I mean, focus over here. Yeah. He dealt with the New York media when he was the head coach of the jets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he, he can handle the media. I just hope his kids don't, you know, like you were saying, start following and listening and dealing with all that. Unless it's College Football Sunday, which be sure to check us out and download the episode. There you go. Like <laughs> us. You know. So, but that's Arizona State. And Herm, I wish him the best. I, I, I think he's a great coach. So, next we're going to move on to UCLA. Chip Kelly. Yeah. Um, the little brother. Yeah. Uh, eight and four last year, man. Been waiting for Chip to step up. You know, this is what, fifth year? Yeah, this will be his fifth year. Been coming wait, up. And, and I understand it, you know, when he first came back to the college football game and everybody wants to immediately have that Oregon offense oh, yeah. installed, thinking, okay, oh, well, he can he can probably recruit better in the LA market. <sighs> you would think. And Especially get, <laughs> when USC was down. Right. Right. And thinking, okay, he can just come in and just blast it, get going. And having some NFL head coaching experience. So you're thinking, mm-hmm. okay, he's, it won't take him long. Yeah. But it's taking a little time, which is understandable. You yeah. know, because, I mean, sometimes you got to sell process. You saw what he did when he went to Philly. NFL. He got rid of everybody first. Yeah. You know, he pretty much cleared. How'd the, that work Yeah, out? like the best players on the team. So <laughs> Yeah. You know, so <laughs> guess he had to come in and get his players in there. So now it's to the point now to where – you're winning, and expectations are okay. We got eight game, eight wins, uh, went to a bowl game, earned a bowl game, mm. and now can we sustain it? Can they take that next step? That's yeah, yeah. I think that's the that's the number one question. Yeah, first is like I said, you, you're taking next step. But even if you sustain eight and four right now, mm. it, if I can if I can prove I can sustain it, and then start taking the step because things are about to change for them overall. Oh yeah, uh, drastically. This, this right now, this is short term. Next yeah. couple of years, and then things really gonna change. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, right now, I would say start making your footprint right now with your team. <laughs> I mean, this right here, this you Man. know, you can you, but it, I mean, it's probably you can really sell your team or or even recruits to building the squad because of what's about to happen to an extent. Because they're always gonna be little brother to USC. Especially now. Well, they're going to. What's going on at USC but, now. But with it being little brother, it don't have to be little brother with them. It's going to be little brother on the outside. Yeah. But with him, you, I got to sell my team. No, we're not little brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we, that's, I mean that's what that's what you got to sell your team. You can't allow your team to even think little brother. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about my team thinking that yeah. we're USC's little brother. But that's I'm what I'm saying. That's his, his part is to say, hey, no, we, we right here with them. Yeah, no. If I bring you in, I believe you can help me win. Yeah, I do. No, we we we're not we're not we ain't taking no back seat because of course because I I hear like yeah. USC fans talk and how they talk, you know about you UCLA. And of course, oh, yeah. and they're in the conversation, <laughs> that's a little brother. We they yeah. just tagged along. That's it. That's yeah. what you. That's what you hear. Yeah, I can't. No, no, no. We're not thinking that way. There you go. See, that's the way you think. <laughs> We not think no 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 we we just L A we just as prominent as you are. What do you mean? We got history too. We're in L A. Did y'all not know? We're in the same state. What's the name? (laughs) (laughs) We actually got L A in our name, and they don't exactly. (laughs) 
Exactly. <laughs> and the crazy part is when you look at his record at eight and four, and this boggled my mind too, is that they act, they went four and one on the road, which is great. Mm-hmm. That's usually the hard part. Yep. You had seven home games and went four and three at home. Right. They'd have been better playing seven road games than seven home games. How do you? How can you not win? Your home game stadium is the Rose Bowl. Yeah, but then at the same time, you got to be able to to have your team think a certain way also because when you're going on the road a lot, it's motivation in itself sometimes because, of course, everybody's against Not everybody. I mean, you have fans there, but they're against Oh, you. yeah. You got to create your own energy on the road. Yeah. When you're home, a lot of times you got to think also that you're the hunted, especially in the stadium you're playing in. Yeah. You know? So do you think they got more lackadaisical at home? I don't know, man. It's kind of hard to, to, to kind of read this team. Yeah, they um, really are. It, they it, really, really yeah, are. Yeah, because you in certain teams, and you should be able to say, okay, you did this over here on the road, man. You withstand, withstand yeah. all that adversity. When you home, <laughs> you yeah. have less adversity, you know, yeah. and you should be able to go ahead and, and take care of business. But yep. it's kind of hard. Now, that, that's one, that's his sale now. He's got to be able to sell that. I'm quite sure he's aware of that and brought it to the attention yeah. about our road record versus our home record. Yeah, because you look at he's in his fifth year, like we was talking about forty six and seven at Oregon, eighteen and twenty five at UCLA. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's seven games below five hundred, even after going eight and four. So before last year, in three years, he was ten and twenty one. Uh-huh. That's about three and seven a year. Well, the one year gets thrown off because of the COVID thing. Right, right. But so what I want to ask is. They only return two starters on defense, mm-hmm. which their defense is hit or miss or whatever. But their big name and their big player is, are you sold on that DTR? Yeah, well, QB? we talked about this. I, I've I've watched him play. He, he's got some good qualities. I've seen him sustain play at a high level, you know. But then there again, you, you watch him sometimes and you question, like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? <laughs> to, to his defense. He's tough. Not only that, they won eight games. Yeah. You know, you won eight games with him. Mm-hmm. So if I can win eight games with him. Another year under your belt. belt, And then I can take the next step. And then you're talking 10, maybe 11 games. If I can get maybe two extra wins out of him. Yeah. That's a 10-win team. Yeah. I mean, just win two of those games at home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 10-win yeah. team. And, yeah, I mean, I think he can – they can sustain what they did last year and then add a couple more games. And yeah. that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, let me ask you about this. How do you feel about if you was NC State last year and you're in San Diego at the Holiday Bowl, right. you're in the locker room getting dressed, and they tell you, hey, UCLA canceled the game. Right. What I- kind of move was that by UCLA? I would say I would say it's probably. It, I would say that was probably a little worse than some of the other games that happened because it was a bowl game. Yeah, and I mean it was like literally out, there was people tailgating in the parking lot I mean, for this I, game. I, I get that. That wasn't the bad part. Yeah. I mean, as far as overall, yeah. that wasn't the worst that happened overall. But I think you work your butt so hard, and then you and you make that bowl game. You're looking to be rewarded. For the season, I think that was probably the toughest part. Because, see, that wasn't the first time it happened. 
That yeah. book came to Tallahassee. Well, yeah. Jimbo had this episode too. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the way forward. And the Gator Bowl. Yeah. yeah. So he, yep. and that game was But cool. at least he gave a couple of days heads up. Correct. Yeah. And that's why I said the, UC, the, the UCLA thing wasn't the worst. Yeah. Because even with the timing, because Clemson was actually at Florida State. <laughs> Yeah, they was in the in the in the locker room, and yeah. it's like, yeah, FSU said they don't want to play. Right? I mean, and they, I mean, they traveled big, and it, oh, co- yeah. and it cost them to a travel a lot of money. To That's travel. the thing. Yeah, I guess the difference is in a bowl game, you travel the week before, you get the whole bowl week and all that. So, yeah, you traveled, it cost you, but it's not a complete turnaround right. because they'll travel Friday Friday after walkthrough. Yeah. So they flown here Friday to Tallahassee. Did they drive? No, they flew. They flew anything, here. Yeah, okay. Anything over four hours. Okay, so, so they yeah. yeah so, so they flew so to that Tallahassee. Cost them and shipping everything here. Yeah, and oh the yeah. Fans. They sent the eighteen wheeler on probably Wednesday. Correct. Imagine that now with the price of gas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, you gonna reimburse this? <laughs> I'm gonna need a check before I leave. Yeah. So like I said, that part of it wasn't the worst that you True. Know, we're aware yeah. of. But it being true. a bowl game when guys, you know, yeah. preparing for that and work their butts off for that. Yeah. Especially UCLA. Um, I mean, think about it too, on both ends. Yeah, both if, ends. And UCLA says that it wasn't them. And they can go back and forth on whoever called it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But imagine if they, you was a senior. You're in the locker room fixing to right. get ready for right. your last game. This is the last time you're ever going to play. You ain't getting drafted. Right. You, just, you get done here, you're going to go be an accountant. Yeah. And then someone comes in the locker room and tells you you ain't gonna play. Yeah, and you got like that's who I feel bad and for. NC State had a pretty good year, also. Oh, they had a great year. Yeah, I mean, think about the families that traveled. Yeah, North Carolina to San Diego is not a short haul. Not at all. You cross, that's cross country. <laughs> yeah, that's cross country. They come see their son play his last yeah, college dude. football game. For them to tell them that, oh no, two hours and you before get up kickoff. for that bowl, dude. That's oh it. yeah, and it's like. How do you make it work? I mean, that's the question that you're yeah. having, you know. So they they bicker back and forth, but yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> so all right, so next we got USC. The biggest topic of the team of the whole conference right. as a whole. Their new head coach, and we've talked. <laughs> like I said, we probably talked more about Lincoln Riley in the Big Twelve preview show <laughs> than we did Oklahoma. Right. But Lincoln Riley comes over. He brought some pretty good players with him, too, didn't he, Taz? Familiar players with him. Um, his quarterback. The main ones, are, I would say the main ones, his quarterback and his receiver. Yeah. Who's got a good rapport together. It's going to make his offense pretty much run similar, you know, to what it ran in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. You know, so so that that's an easy transition for him and the players. Yeah. Because of familiarity with everything. So, of course, um, we'll see what happens with the defense. Yeah. They got a few players a few players returning. Yeah, about three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but there again, he brought his D coordinator over. So, yeah, they don't been there. together. Yeah, so. that Alex Grinch. Yep. He's been there the last three years with Riley at Oklahoma. I think with the offensive power he brought in, but. I don't, I don't, honestly, I think this year he don't even care about defense. Yeah, because I think I think the offense, like I said, because of the chemistry and everything, it's gonna be it's gonna be ahead of the defense anyway. Oh, of course. You know, he's got that rapport with him. And you bring the Belitnikov winner. Yeah, you add him. <laughs> you add him to the fold along with that uh, Travis Dye. Yeah, 
Oregon's top running back. Yeah, and I saw him. He was a beast last year at Oregon. Yeah, 1,200 um, yards rushing, 400 yards receiving. Right. I mean, that's crazy. Crazy offense. And then for just for the fun of it, you bring Jerry Rice's son. I mean, right. I'm not saying he's Jerry Rice in that offense, right. but still. Yeah, yeah. You know he's going to be very fundamental. Yeah, this it's gonna be it's gonna well I tell you what it's gonna be a highly anticipated team. There you go. Now if they're that's gonna, that's good. That's then, probably the best I've heard about them. Yeah, it's gonna be highly anticipated. It, but there again, he still has to kind of keep his team's um, focus. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying because they can easily buy into the hype and just go out and start laying duds. It's mm-hmm. like what's happening? We're waiting. I mean, you see it so <laughs> much. It's crazy when. When you put a lot of good players together, I mean, we see it in the NBA all the time. Oh, yeah. You expect it to take off. Yep. It don't it really take does. off. It's like, you know the talent's there. <laughs> yep. What's holding up the talent? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, he's got to still keep his guys focused. So, yep. and uh, handle the task. So, we'll, we'll see with USC. Yeah, you know? I think he will. Mm-hmm. I do. I think Lincoln Riley will rally it in. Yeah, and I think I people do. need to. Um, I would just pump your brakes a little bit because you, when they think about it with the big names and what he brings and what he's done in the past with quarterbacks, mm. people are going to immediately, immediately think, "Hey, we we in the playoffs now. We there." Yeah, and it's still it's going to take it's going to be a process. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying because you still have good teams you have to play against. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. they're looking forward to playing against you too. Oh yeah, you know? I mean he's still going to have to play. Utah, he's yeah. still gonna have to play against an Oregon, either in the championship game or sometimes during the regular season. Right. I mean, he's he's still gonna have to compete out there. Yeah. I just think too. I think the one thing Lincoln Riley has going for him is I don't think the Pac-12 has seen nobody like him right. in a long time. Yeah, yeah, I and, and I think he, he's he's different. I mean, because I mean, I think Chip Kelly, he he did he did some awesome things at Oregon. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah. Probably since about then. Yeah, I mean, because he had, yeah. I mean, crazy speed, mm-hmm. quarterbacks, receivers. He, he had it all. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. But he, he did a little different yeah. than what Lincoln's doing it. But mm-hmm. he's he's had a high power offense, and know? now he can recruit better. Right, he can keep those kids in state. Yeah, it's, he it's, can. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, man. I mean, yeah. so USC can keep those guys home on top of. Recruit nationally. I mean, he mm-hmm. got Addison from Pittsburgh. Oh, if yeah. If you can start pulling some other guys over, yep. he's even going to make that team a lot better faster. Oh, yeah. And then even in recruiting with the new shift, yep. if you get put in the Big Ten, well, now you're going to be playing in New Jersey. Now you're going to be playing in Ohio, so, yeah, you can recruit Michigan. All those areas. Yeah, you can start recruiting all those those hot spots, too. You yeah, can. so you'll probably at least, I mean, if you stay for it, you're going to be at least – Twice you go mm-hmm. and play in front of your family, play. so and now you can start selling that. And then he already has the ties back in Texas and Oklahoma right. and Louisiana right. that he can bring. And then he can sell sunny California, <laughs> and he can recruit Southern California or the whole state of California. At yeah, that fact. he can. Yeah, he can actually build that team pretty fast. So we'll see what happens. Or even if that team that his recruiting may even have the other teams recruit better. Probably so because they'll be like, we're going to step our game up. Right, it's gonna they help. Are. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, we or we can recruit them and say, "Hey, we get to play against those guys." Yep, that so, too. It'd be a crazy effect. <laughs> oh yeah, well we'll see what Lincoln can do out there. All right, so after that one, we got Colorado, the Buffaloes. Right. I don't know what it is about them 
or their stadium mm-hmm. or the atmosphere or what. But I just, I would go to Colorado. I would. I mean, their stadium, you, you got Ralphie every game. I mean, right. you're talking, that's real life. You think Bevo something? Yeah. No, man. Yeah, I Colorado like bring the real buffalo out there. Yeah, I like that. I they like do. that tradition. I mean, that's for the game. crazy. I mean, the weather is probably beautiful there. Mm-hmm. The grass is always nice and thick. I mean, they have some history there. I don't get why they can't. Why can't they get back to the way they was? I I think they can't. And right now, with the landscape of recruiting now, I think it it'll probably help them a lot better now. Yeah. With um, the portal and everything. I mean, it, this is going to constantly come up with teams anyway because the landscapes change. Because Colorado itself, probably not a state that's got a lot of recruits. No, in it. no, no. So no, you no. got to go you gotta outside. sell it. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to go outside your area, yeah. you know, and, and get guys. So, But yeah. I think they could be like a like a Oregon said. Yeah. If we can get you to Eugene then you're going to commit. And I think that could be the same with Colorado. If we can get you to Boulder, right. we can get you to commit. But that's the thing. I mean, how do you get them there? I mean, it's going to be some guy to say, <laughs> well, we just, we're just, <laughs> yeah, we're not just invite them, but I'm just saying, because they're, they're quite sure they're inviting guys. They're not yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like, so now what you got, the only thing you, the most vital thing you have is, the, is what you put on the field. Well, yeah. what sucks is their top running back ended up transferring out to Michigan State. And that, that's what I'm that, saying. That's what, and I I think this, and it, it will help, but I think it will hinder more teams and it will help. And we'll talk about it on a different mm-hmm. thing. It's the transfer portal. Yeah. Because nobody can develop nobody no more. Mm-mm. You know what I'm so saying? So if he, if he put up decent numbers yeah, somebody, and they see him, yeah. and, but you're not putting up numbers as far as wins, wins yeah. we're going to get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a major problem. But like I said, that's for another discussion. Yeah, they got his call the rail. He replaced six of his ten coaches. Yeah, <laughs> cleaned house. He had twenty two players transfer since last season. I mean, he's the third head coach in the last three years. So I think he just, I think he's trying to get his guys in there. Good, right, wrong, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> because I mean, because you got to come in, you got rid of the, that many coaches after you took the job. Yeah, <laughs> you know that means okay. you reevaluate yourself real quick exactly. after that first year. Exactly. So it's like, okay, I didn't do the right thing. So I got somebody to- lied on their resume. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this this chemistry thing just ain't working. Exactly. You know, I'm, I'm going a direction. You're pulling a different direction. You know what I'm saying? But then again, I mean, it's a it's a challenge when you when you have a team that's kind of been down that long, and recruits and kids see that as far as the high school, yeah, recruits or whatever. Like I said, you can still build outside of you know. Uh, with the portal, but it's short term. Uh, you ain't yeah. gonna be able to sustain it with that because you got to constantly hit on those dudes. But I wonder maybe is is this the same as we've talked with other schools? Is this an administrative issue? Because they had a Mel Tucker, right? And he was there for one year and he darted off, right? He took off from this school like it was a group of five. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's a, a developmental school. Yeah, like it's a stepping stone. Yeah, like a stepping stone. You know yeah, exactly. Saying? And but they 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 have to set a standard to say, hey, we're not. So yeah. what are you going to do to improve that? 
to show yourself not being a stepping stone school. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like I wonder if it goes more deeper than just, okay, well, this is where we want to be. This is what we're going to offer you and that's it. What the, or the, are they the, giving him the resources? But that's the thing to be I, successful. That's the thing is is their buy in. Yeah, are they like, buying? That's in? what I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah. is the university buying into making this team great? Because yeah, they can be. Yeah, because I think if they would have bought into him, and yeah. he don't need to go to Michigan State. No, but there again, I mean, you know what these other teams are offering compared I mean, it's been, to what you're willing to pay. Yeah, I mean, it's been what? What was it? 1990 when Colorado won. Yeah, somewhere around. So what, 32 years ago? Yeah. I mean, they had Cordell Stewart. Mm Mm-hmm. They won the Heisman, Rashad Salam. Right. They did. I mean, they was top 10. Right. At McIntyre. I mean, he was a great coach there. Yep. And maybe that's, they got to, and that's the thing. Maybe the administrative isn't buying into it and isn't selling them as, the team and the tradition that they have. They actually do have they some do pretty have good it. tradition. Yeah, it's been proven. And they I mean, do. I mean, and you yeah. have alumni, like even the Airbnb enemy that you can bring back. Yeah. And, you know, talk to these kids and sell it. Mm-hmm. You know, why you should choose Colorado? Exactly. So are they, or even the coaches? I mean, normally coaches do. Yeah. They reach out to the alumni. Yeah, to an extent. players and stuff, yeah. bring them back, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So just keep them, you know, keep them involved. Yeah. You know, I would say. Uh, normally, what a lot of coaching staff would do and will be suggested is to um, hire ex-players and yeah. keep them on staff. On or staff, yep. You know what I'm saying? So yep. I don't know outside of the enemy who's all coaching. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm not I sure. I mean, he wouldn't be a bad hire if he no. wanted to come back. But yeah. I think he's kind of hanging out in the NFL. But, yeah. But if he was to come back, it would be easy for him to sell it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. It would. You know what I'm saying? Versus, you know, you have, you know, some guys outside of the landscape trying to sell something they don't know nothing about. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is. I think that's a, a horrible issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, this year they got a pretty tough schedule, so I don't really see too much movement. Yeah, in the movement. Needle. And like I said, yeah. there's a lot of newness there with players and coaches. So, Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I want them to be better, but I guess I'll have to wait a couple well, of years. Well, that's the thing. He He's <laughs> made some changes on the staff. and Yeah, we'll have to see what that is. He got a new OC, right. Mike Sanford from Michigan, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that might be pretty good for him. But like you said, they got to keep their players. They got to keep everybody at home. They can't get a kid, find a diamond in the rough, develop them, and then a year or so later he goes somewhere else. That's, yeah, that's and part that's, of the that's landscape. Gonna they're they're going to have yep. to adapt to the landscape. Mm-hmm. So. And that's going to be hard. Yeah. All right. So our last team that we got in the division is Arizona. Arizona went one and eleven last year. Mm, doesn't sound good, does it? No. <laughs> and I, I ain't never, I ain't never felt so good about a one and eleven team. Right. Until you actually start digging into them. Right. You do that, Jeff Fish. I hope I. Sp- Said his last name, right? This is his second year. Mm-hmm. They lost 20 in a row before they beat Cal last year, 10-3. to mm-hmm. And we all know how Cal did last year. So, But what's the reasoning for expectations to start getting better with this guy at Arizona? One is him. Yeah. You know, his, 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 his um, game plan mm-hmm. to build the team. He, he knew what he was stepping into before he got there. Oh, so of course. I'm quite sure he didn't say, oh, yeah. hey, uh, 
you know, we hit this conference championship or something like that. Oh, so yeah. So, so the process. Yep. One is recruiting. Recruiting. Yeah. yeah. He, he know he know what it's going to take <laughs> to get back. We're going to have to recruit. But there again, well, Arizona do have a decent recruiting ground, though. They, they, oh, they, yeah. They do turn out some players. Yeah, Arizona is is actually a pretty good yeah. recruiting base. Yeah. It yeah. Is. So if you can keep some players there. Yeah. Uh, home home cats, mm-hmm. and uh, and then just kind of build around them. I think you'd be all right. Yeah, I think I think he he's the key to all of this. Now there again, as far as a head coach mm-hmm. being in in one of these unknown spaces, he got to do an extra job and selling the program. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because who knows where this thing's going to go? Mm-hmm. Are you going to stay? Are you going to go? Yeah. Well, I, I think Arizona would be a school. I think a coach would stay at. Yeah, I don't, I don't see Arizona as a stepping stone school. Yeah, and then again, they they had a lot of close games last year, also. Yeah, that's true. So I heard Arizona hung a billboard up in Tucson that said "Poor pity for the little kitty" <laughs> in Tucson, Arizona. I get that. It's why I get it. Yeah, I, I mean it. that's that's like a jab at your rival. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> but I mean, with, like we was talking about, you said earlier in recruiting, you went one and eleven. Mm-hmm. How do you get five four stars? How do you get the number two recruiting class in the whole conference? Right, you got you got to be an awesome salesman. A top twenty five recruiting class in America. You you got to be able to sell your program and what you have. What are you selling? One is you got to sell that you, I can develop you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But you know, these kids nowadays, you know, it's more about the result than. Well, not only that, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the sale for kids, if you can find them, is playing time. Yeah, I guess that's true. At (laughs) 1 and 11, everybody's job's up for grabs. I mean, you can say I can go in and play next year. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, yeah. regardless of how things turn out, I can come and play. I can come and start next year. Yeah, and then you can probably like bring a couple guys along with you. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that's the sale. Who's going with me? Who's who I'm going to be playing with? But you start seeing one four stop pop, another four yeah. stop pop. I said, okay, you know, oh yeah, I'm rolling. I can see that. The one thing they got to fix next year is they was negative seventeen in turnover margin. Uh. Right. That was 130th out of 131st. Yeah, minus 17 and turnovers will get you 1 and 11 with a quickness. Yeah. They got a pretty hard non conference schedule this year, though. They do. Have you seen some of the games that they got to play coming up this upcoming year? Yeah, let's see. Here we are. San Diego State? Yep, on the road. 12 and 2. Mississippi State? Yep, at home. And North Dakota State? Yeah, at home. Yeah, and that's a, that right. That team right there is a, a sleeper team. I mean, if more people don't know about, yeah, North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty hard non-conference schedule, and then you know they'll have their Pac-12 schedule. They will, and I think they'll they'll start to move the the ball in the right direction. Like I said, it's it blew my mind. I would have never in my mind right. thought this team at one and eleven would be doing what they're doing in recruiting. They just ain't know what. If you if you were to ask me, who is the number two, who had the number two recruiting class in the Pac-12 last year? Mm. Arizona would be the 12th team I would pick. Yeah. <laughs> Before I got 11. it right. They won one, they won one game. 
Yeah. There's well, again, no way I would have yeah, picked you them. Yeah, you would definitely. I mean, the no. top few teams would be either the, the most common ones, the USC's, the Oregon's, the Washington's, the UCLA's, things like yeah, that. Yeah, Utah. Yeah. Oregon State, Stanford. Washington State, yeah. Stanford. I mean, mm-hmm. all these other schools. Even Arizona State. Yeah. You know, there's no way. Like I said, Arizona would have been the 12th team I would have picked out of Pac-12. But that's a that's a guy that came in with a plan. Yeah, and a vision. Yeah. Now, hopefully, since Arizona hasn't had much success in the past, they give him time to work out his vision and get them to where he needs right. to be. Right. So he's got to be a good salesman because I, I recall this um, receiver that he got. Man, everybody wanted him. This Jake, Jacob Cowing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted this dude. Yeah, it, he chose Arizona. <laughs> I, think, well, yeah, I mean, I understand some of why he chose Arizona. Yeah, you know, because his kid, he has a kid in Arizona. Yeah, but I don't know if that was the only sale, though. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, think I mean, it, it was staff. a big sale. Yeah, you know. Oh, of but, course. Yeah. Anytime being closer to yeah you know, to his kid, but for some reason, I think that sale from the head coach. Yeah. Was a big part of him coming there mm-hmm. because he had options to go elsewhere and could have said, "Okay, I'm going to play over here. And I'll just come home when I can." Yeah, you know, because of course, right now when big schools coming after you, there's an NIL deal attached to it. Oh yeah, so I can come home pretty much whenever I'm available. Come yeah, home. and I mean, even he didn't go to Arizona State. No, you know, same. I mean, state. Well, of course. I mean, also, you know. Well, I mean, but same state. I don't know where his son is in Arizona's, but yeah, same state. I'm pretty sure his son Arizona ain't in state Tucson. dealing with issues. Also, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but sometimes, hey, but if everything was there. running smooth, possibly yeah. Arizona State, probably so. But there's yeah. some issues. A lot going on, going on there, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next, we're gonna move on to the games to watch in the Pac-12 this year. First one I got here, and this is no particular order or mm-hmm. anything like that. First one I got on here, and I talked about this in the last episode, Oregon versus Georgia in Atlanta, September 3rd. Interesting game. As a fan, to mm-hmm. watch, I love it. Right. If I was in the Oregon organization, I hate it. I, I just, like I said, this reminds me of the Auburn game in Atlanta. You do. That they lost. You do. You do. But there, <coughs> there again, like I said, I, I'm, I look – Probably at things are just a little different sometimes when we start talking first first game of the years mm-hmm. because you have a full all season to get prepared for this team right here. So anything yeah. can happen at times. Yeah. And then again, there's teams you know early on in the year. There's always issues with you know false starts and holding. I mean, crazy oh, stupid yeah. penalties that got to be worked out. Yeah. You and know? there's some familiarity. Correct. With these two coaches and Correct. teams. I mean, everything's going to be pretty much the it's, same. It's a little different, I guess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think it, I, whoever, if Oregon loses the game, it hurts Oregon more than if Georgia loses the game. Uh, Regardless, mm-hmm. even if both of them ran the table the rest of the year, if both of them went, won 11 more games in a row, whoever loses this game, Oregon will suffer worse than Georgia. Oh, of course, yeah. Because Oregon won't get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And they won't. And Georgia's going to get it more than for a run reason now because they won it last year. Yeah. That's going to be part of it. But, yeah. of course, they're going to be looking at their, their conference play also. Mm-hmm. Which they don't have the strongest conference. Well, not even conference. They don't even have the strongest schedule this year. Yeah. That is true. You know what I'm saying? But. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. The next game we got, same day. 
I think this. I think that one's at three o'clock, three thirty. Right. This one's at seven. At seven. Yeah. yeah. Utah at Florida. Right. Utah. Utah. Right now, probably in a lot of people's minds, pre- predicted to win the conference. Yeah. Based off of last year, mm-hmm. you know, and so, what they got coming back offensively. Of course. And of course. And, and how else. they finished the season, even though they lost. Yeah. But they played a really tough team. They weren't really playing tough. like a slouch. No. No. <laughs> Another team that's got a, pro- a projected. Highland Trophy winner also. So, you know, so they play good ball right there. But there again, like I said, this one's one of those tricky games. You got a a Florida team that came in off of a bowl loss and winning six games uh, the previous year. New coaching staff, new players, new quarterback starting. But there again, sometimes it's tricky when a team's got a whole offseason to prepare for you. True. That that ought to be a really good game, and like we yeah. talked about in the SEC preview show, is I think honestly the biggest advantage in that game mm-hmm. is the humidity because September third in Gainesville, yeah, it's not going to be fifty five. It's not going to be sixty five degrees. Hell, it ain't going to be eighty five degrees. Right at seven o'clock at night. Yeah. Now I have, like I said, I hadn't really checked Utah <laughs> and see what they've been during the summer, but I know. It's, Everywhere's been pretty hot. That's true. It has been <laughs> hot around the country. <laughs> the whole country. And like we talked about in the past. Hey, you go. You get a little tired. You just fall on the ground and yeah. say you're cramping. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So then the next game we got November 19th, another rematch of a two game right. matchup we had last year. This time Oregon goes to Utah. Right. right. So can Oregon offer up what Utah did to Oregon? In Oregon. Yeah. If there's a good part of this for Oregon with a new staff, it's played later in November. True. Yeah. So you can get Close some games. towards the end of the year. Yeah, you get some games under your belt. Yeah. You know, and uh, start to see what your, your team going to be. So, yeah, I think I think that can be a really intriguing game, too, if, if Oregon can keep progressing through the year. You know, oh, yeah. Like I said, of course, everything, you know, they have a lot of newness, probably a new quarterback, new coaches. Yeah, Oregon does. Utah brings that. That's what I'm saying, Oregon. Right, yeah. Yeah, so. They got they, Bo Nix. Yeah. If the he's legacy. Yeah, Who knows? If he's starting. Now, I did read that. They said it is a competition, but we yeah. all know how that goes. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who know? But, you know, th- strange things that happen with Bo Nix. So. That is true. <laughs> By November 19th, he might not be the starter. Right. So, so we'll just have to see. Good thing about it. Like I said, it's a, it's a later game in the year, so. Yeah. All right, then the next one we got, Michigan State travels out west to Washington, September 17th. Yeah, yeah. So, it is. so that's an early game, so element yep. shouldn't be much of an issue unless it's rain. Well, yeah, it rains all the time at, <laughs> at Washington's games up in Seattle. Yeah. It does. Yeah. But the good part is both of them are northern teams. Right. I don't think, regardless of the way, like you said, the rain make it a little sloppy. Right. It would, but outside of that, I, I think it'll be a really good matchup. You got Michigan State's defense, mm-hmm. Washington trying to pretty much rebuild and get it back going. So we're going to see real quick how good they are. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, because even last year, Michigan State had a pretty good run game. Mm-hmm. But they're able to, to run the ball good. I saw and now they got Colorado's Michigan. running back now. Right. They do. So yeah. they're able to run the ball. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Yep. Next one we got the Civil War. Oregon at Oregon State. November 25th, the day yeah. after Thanksgiving. 
Day after Thanksgiving. So that's a that's a Friday it's game. It's a Friday game. Yeah. Yeah. One that's those, one. That's one. one. That's not the big one I'm looking at, but right. we'll get to that so one. So one of those tricky games. <laughs> yeah. Tricky and game. yeah. Oregon lost their last trip to Corvallis. Right. And it's a rival game. Oh yeah. Which you just you know how it goes. You yeah. throw the records out, mm-hmm. you throw the stats out, and they go at it. Right. And so I think that'll be a really, really interesting game, right? Uh, well, because the week before, mm-hmm. now this is what we're talking about. Oregon plays at Utah mm-hmm. on the nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Six days later, they play their rival in Corvallis, and both of those on the road. Yes, and the day before that's Thanksgiving. So what kind of preparation are they doing on Thanksgiving? None. How much preparation are they doing for Oregon State? When you know their eyes and their focus is going to be more on Utah because Utah is supposed to be the bigger game. Right. But, no, we're going to go ahead and we're going to play Oregon State on the road six days later on a Friday when the day before is Thanksgiving. When you know damn well they ain't doing anything but watching film. Right, right. See? So that's, that's that Pac-12 stuff I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, well, it is. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm quite sure that these dudes are – they're, they're aware of it. Well, yeah, they're well aware of it. But still, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we'll leave that for argument's sake later because I got something else on on one down the way. Shoot. All right. Well, okay, we'll go ahead and jump to it right now. Okay. Notre Dame is playing at USC. Mm-hmm. Guess when they're playing that game? When they're playing play? Saturday. On Saturday. November 26th. Gotcha. Why? Why aren't they playing that Friday after Thanksgiving? Because that's a big game. Right. That's the reason they're playing that Saturday, just like we talked about before, why FSU in Florida, why they're playing on that Friday. Right. Instead of playing on that Saturday. Notre Dame at USC is playing on a Saturday. So they right. can get the full time to prepare. Yeah. But that's a that's a probably even a higher anticipated game too. Ah, but course. But I mean still. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That that game right there probably required maybe a little more preparation, <laughs> you know. Do the other two? Like, I mean, you can say <laughs> I won't even get in that because we're talking. Yeah, Pac-12. Oregon, Oregon State. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Play the we're night just, before. Yeah, we're talking Pac-12. Yeah, yeah, but then Pac-12 wants to, you know, maybe control the the airwaves. I guess so. You know what I'm saying? We'll we'll do this game right here right after. <laughs> Right after Thanksgiving, where everybody eating, yeah, you know they're gonna be home and settled. They want football, of course. There's probably gonna be some NFL games. Or yeah, all. well, not yeah on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we like I said, we talked for 25 minutes at the beginning of the Shoot. show. Shoot. <laughs> so then we got Arizona State at Oklahoma State, September 6th mm. or mm. September 10th. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's an early game too. In, yeah, in Herm the- versus Gundy. Yeah, yeah, and and Gundy's coming off a good year. Yeah, a really good year, and in a, a year that where he actually could have possibly made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Could have easily made the playoffs, but he faulted again yep. against there the end. Yeah, against a Baylor team. Yep, you know that that kind of prevented him from doing that. So, but they do have their quarterback coming back. That's key. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and they and they play pretty good at home though. That's the thing. That's true too. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be a really good game. Yeah, it that just I do. yeah. I think yeah, and it's early. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with. Oh know, yeah, Arizona hopefully State. Herm makes the trip back. 
Yeah. I don't want to see them do them like they did Lane. Ho- hopefully <laughs> nothing see. happens. Like I said, with, with everything going on now, man, you have no clue what's going to no. happen. Hopefully nothing happens even before the season. Yeah. You know, after we making this this broadcast here. Mm-hmm. And say, oh, there we go. Yep, that's it. Breaking <laughs> news. Yep. yep. <laughs> All right, we got two more to go through. Mm-hmm. Next one, we got USC at Utah. Yeah, I think that's going to be probably October 15th. The side of the division? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think that game is going to decide the division. Yeah. October 15th at Utah. Cold, not freezing. So, kind of all right for USC. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that game right there, whoever wins that game mm-hmm. is going to win the South. Yeah. And that could be another shootout. I mean, considering what we've seen from Utah's offense. Oh, uh, yeah. Put up numbers. Against Ohio State, yeah. Yeah, and then you're they talking have the about. the same thing against them. Yeah, it could be a, another type shootout type game. It probably depends on who brings the defense that game. So Well, even if Utah wins that game, this is the main game I circled. Right. Utah at Washington State, mm-hmm. October 27th, Thursday. Utah comes into that game undefeated and goes to Washington and loses on a weekday task. There ain't nothing they can tell me that's going to change my mind. Hey, man. They beat USC. They're in the leaderboard. They'll still be in the leaderboard. Well, I mean, they'll still be, but not in the major national picture. No. No, unless, um, like I said, whoever they whoever wins from the opposite division yeah. is, is ranked. Or if possibly Florida after, if they beat Florida... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They could beat Florida. They could beat USC. And and they lose that game at Washington State. Yeah. It'll take them right out the national picture. It would would be a bad loss. A horrible loss. Yeah. But that's why you don't. But it's an excusable loss, I think, because it's played on Thursday. No, 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 no. no. We're not not excusing because of the day it was on. Oh, yeah, we are. Now, if you could say, I wouldn't even excuse it if you said it was. Possibly it was a blizzard. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, just elements. It could be. It could be. But I'm not going to just base it on element alone. I'm not going to put it on day alone. Mm. If you're the better team, and most people don't, we probably agree that Utah's the better team. Oh, yeah, no, hands down. You go in and handle business. Yeah. And if you don't handle business, you don't deserve to go. Right. I mean, it's just that simple. It's, yeah. it's, not, like, it's not like, to me, overall... Because Washington State's made a lot of changes. They have a new quarterback also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Washington State can score points. Right. With Eric Morris as their OC and that kid from Incarnate Word. Right. So, that's a very, very dangerous game. It is, but it's been known also. I mean, Utah can put up points, and Washington State hadn't had a dominating defense. No, that's true, too. Now, if you go in there, you have four quarters. Yeah. To... To state your case, if you don't do it in four <laughs> quarters, you don't deserve to be there. I'm sorry. I don't care what day it is. I can see that. You can be Monday Night Football. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't deserve to win the game. I'm sorry. All right. Well, that was all our games that we got to look forward to. And we will come back across that game as the year goes on, everybody. Right. Let's go ahead and get into our predictions on how we feel it's going to end up in the South. Now, with all that, for argument's sake, <laughs> I think that Washington State game is going to be irrelevant because I think USC is going to beat Utah when they play, and USC is going to end up actually winning the division. Right. I think Utah will be second. 
Maybe I'm being a little biased on this next one. I like Herm. I want to see Herm do good. I think if they just get, he can get it back right. Just let him work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, UCLA, I like UCLA. I think they're all right. That DTR, me, I'm, he's all right. I'm not 100% sold. But then I got Arizona not being at the bottom. I think they might win a couple extra games just off how they've been recruiting. Mm-hmm. And then I got, unfortunately, Colorado at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Go Buffs. <laughs> Go Buffs. <laughs> Hey man, I mean it can it can happen. They want you know if Arizona State or Arizona goes one eleven again, <laughs> I doubt it. But yeah, me too. Win that game. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the game. Win that game. Win that game. Yeah, that's what I say win that one. I I, I decided to go of course USC is my number one squad, and uh, and followed by Utah, which I think Utah will probably come in second. Um, but USC's bringing in Utah. Like I said, they can strip their defense a little, probably a little better than how they ended. Which you know, who knows? That could have been the one serious thing. Then uh, I'm going with Chip Kelly and the Bruins as my number three team. I think he can sustain it and probably even build a little more. I have uh, Arizona State at number four, uh, which was kind of questionable, you know, with what they lost and what they're bringing in now. Yeah. And hopefully Herman can, you know, if he does, if he keep them focused, uh, they can play good solid football, followed by Arizona, which I think is going to be an improved team, mm-hmm. along with Cal. I mean, uh, Colorado, my bad. Yeah, Buffs at the bottom. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the only difference we got on ours is we flip-flop Arizona State and UCLA. Right. So that's not too bad. No. All right, in the Pac-12 championship, I have Oregon versus USC. Right. And... Maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Maybe I'm buying in too early. But talent alone, I just, I think USC is better. I think USC is represents the Pac-12 and wherever they play at. You know, e- easily, easily, um, like I said, Utah could be in the place of USC, considering what they did last year. And, of course, it was like Utah and Oregon, which is the other team that's probably going to represent the uh, other division. Pretty much would probably just repeat itself, but mm-hmm. I think USC is probably going to bring a little more, you know, with that offense over there, and um, just the whole buzz thing, man, dude. They've they've added some serious players, but there again, Utah is already there. Mm-hmm. Who who knows? He may sell unfinished business. That is true. Well, all right, everybody, that's going to wrap up our Pac-12 South preview show. Hope you everybody enjoyed it. Hope we gave you all some good information, some good stuff to listen to. And if you have any questions or topics or anything you want us to discuss, just be sure to follow us, check us out, and shoot us any kind of questions. Email us. We'll try to bring it up. And I think that's pretty much all I got, Taz. That's it, man. I hope you guys enjoyed and uh, we look forward to seeing the season. See how this turned out. Yes, sir. All right, everybody, have a great Sunday, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.